Good morning, church. It's good to be in God's house this morning. Amen. Come on. All right. My name is Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. All right. So uh, this morning I have a, a poll, okay, to take. Uh, who here are cat people? All right. Oh, oh okay. Never mind. Never, never. Uh, who are dog people? <laughs> okay. Well, we have uh, both at our house, okay? Uh, the cat is the newest resident. <laughs> and this cat, uh, so we, we get the cat, and we're talking within like a month time frame this cat has gotten out three times all right and then you you know there's some of you that's like well you know i hope it makes it i hope it finds a new home you know what I mean? like, but i have a sister who really loves and has just a heart for this cat okay and because i love my sister i pray for this cat's return right so the first time the cat gets out and uh, we're walking around the neighborhood, and it's probably, you know, all day long, right? So like 12 hours, this cat's gone, and I go for a walk. It's late at night. It's a black cat. I don't know why I think I'm going to see this at nighttime, but I'm walking, and finally, right after all day, hoping that this cat comes back, I'm like, well, God, I'm going to ask you, what should I do? And God tells me, uh, you know, to call it back home right and I'm like okay and so I, I you know his name's Nightlinger I say Nightlinger come home and then afterwards I'm like so Lord should I keep looking out here <laughs> and he's like no what did I just tell you I'm like all oh, right 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 okay so I walk back home and as I'm walking home uh, on our sidewalk going up to our house there's a cat and I'm like oh cool you know <laughs> and of course right you shouldn't be surprised but that's what the Lord told me awesome right we'll keep the cat in the house no so the cat gets out again and now right there's that part of me that's like okay God do I get to do the same thing again where I just tell it to come home <laughs> and he's like no he's like don't worry and I'm like, okay. Well, the cat ends up being gone longer, right? Like day and a half, which when you want something to come home seems forever, right? You're worrying about it, that it's not going to make it or someone's going to find it. And he kept telling me, don't worry, don't worry. And so, you know, though you're having that moment during the day where those fears are coming, like maybe it died, I don't know. And the Lord said, what did I say? What did I say? You said to not worry. Okay. Well, then third time uh okay so then no the cat made it home okay 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 so that third time cat gets out well then the cat gets in a rumble so when it like limps back home right the leg is not looking good and so then okay lord what are we gonna do about this he said okay well pray healing over the leg i got it lord and so we pray over the leg and the leg starts to get better and I'm like, sweet. I was like, this faith, faith and trust in God thing is so easy. This is awesome. Like, you just talk to God and he takes care of it. No big deal. And then there's a day where then the leg looks worse, where it is now not even walking on this leg. And that fear of like, God, what am I doing? Do we need to take it in? I don't know. Like, this is what you said, but this is what I'm seeing. And no joke, God says, what did I say? 
And so then I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? You're like, okay. So you just continue to thank the Lord for that healing over that leg. And I'm going to read out of John 14, verse 26. And it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Right? And so I, and I believe that's both what he said in his word and what he's spoken in your life. Right? Reminding you what he said. Okay? And so, uh, you know, awesome testimony. The, the cat is alive and well functioning okay but I just you know I told that story that just be reminded of what what God said to you when he does say something to you be reminded to trust him right God he is faithful he is so faithful church stand with me Lord I thank you and church we're praying all right we're gonna pray we're worship our God who is trustworthy okay lord i thank you for today father i thank you that we get to gather in your name jesus you who are faithful you who are trustworthy father you who are true to your word father you who are true to what you speak into our lives and i thank you for that father i thank you for being ever faithful ever trustworthy and it is your name jesus that we get to magnify and glorify this day Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Lord, you deserve the glory. You deserve all honor, all glory. You're worthy. You're worthy. If it, you're, the, you're the one who's worthy. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given us life in every way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, good morning. It's good to see everybody here. Glad to have you all here. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So this morning, this morning we have a, a, a number of things, like literally a number of things that we need to accomplish uh, and take care of. Some housekeeping things, some, some uh, uh, celebratory things, some announcement kind of things. And so we're going to dive right into it. That's why we're... Uh, why we uh, ended worship just a tad early this morning. Next week, if you want to come back for the full worship experience, <laughs> come back. Come back next. Next week will be a normal, regular, everyday, normal, as normal as we get services. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four. We're going to receive the offering and do the announcements at the end. Pastor Peter is going to take care of that, I believe. Uh, but you're going to turn to Ephesians chapter four. Very familiar verse for those of you who don't know me. I know, see, there's a number of first-time guests with us this morning. My name is Pastor John Neitzel. Uh, I am the, the grand poobah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I just had to, I had to go there. Uh, I'm the senior pastor. Or the, yeah. Wow. Wow. Moving right along. I told you, it's one of those people, one of those crowds today, I could tell. 
Ephesians chapter 4, you've heard this verse many times, especially here you've heard it, because years ago, I mean, this, this has been really the, the guide, one of the guiding uh, principles of our church here at, at uh, River Valley Lake Elmo. Uh, years ago, uh, Pastor uh, Jonah Fetzer, when, when he, I asked him to be the, the pastor up in St. Croix Falls, because we, we plant churches, we've been planting churches for years, our vision is to plant many more, and so it's training up. Uh, people to do that, but I was asking Pastor Jonah to be the senior pastor up at uh, up at uh, Saint Croix Falls, and he asked me. He goes, "What's your vision?" He just asked you know, point blank, "What's your vision?" And and at that time, you know, I didn't have it uh, articulated to the point where I could do it now today. But but uh, I just I, I went right to these verses. I said, "This is our vision." Uh, Ephesians chapter four, beginning with verse eleven, just to give you context. And he, this is Jesus talking about Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That is who we are. That's what we're here to do. That's what the kingdom of God is here to do. When he put, put made, when he had the idea to start churches and the first church in Jerusalem and every church after that, you see Paul's life was all about training up the saints to do the work of the ministry. The ministry is not the pastor's job. Thank you. One amen. One amen and a very solid head shake, yes. <laughs> the, the, the work of the ministry is whose? Exactly. It's the, kingdom, it's the people that are in the kingdom of God. It's our job. It's the pastors, the prophets, the, the evangelists, the teachers, and the apostles. It's their job to train the saints to do the work of the ministry. And what is the work of the ministry? Everything. Thank you, whoever said that. Glory to God. It, but it's, it's to preach the gospel. It's to share Jesus with every person you meet, you know, however the Lord leads, lay hands on the sick, uh, raise the dead, do all the stuff, doing the stuff. But it takes time to learn it because we come out of the world. If you've been out of the world for a short time, you know, hey, there's some things you need to learn. There's some things you need to know. And so it, the, the, the job of these, these five-fold uh, ministry is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Anyone here yet reach the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ? Not yet. We're working on it though. And I only have my hand up for, you know, do, no, I don't. But you know, We're all in this together. We're all growing. We're all, we're all being built up. And we need to be uh, take purposefully moving forward in that to be built up because there's a lot of work left. There's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are lost. There are a lot of people that are hurting. You just go to work tomorrow morning. There's going to be people there that, are, that need Jesus. They need, they need, I mean, I come to work tomorrow and there'll be people here who need Jesus. <laughs> but being able to minister even one to another in the body of Christ. We, we need to be trained how to do that. So we do that in many different ways. We have, we have uh, uh, Sunday school, we have Bible studies, we have Wednesday night ministry, we have classes, we have uh, things that are happening all the time. And, uh, and we also have a relationship 
with uh, Karis Bible College, which is an amazing opportunity, amazing relationship here in the Twin Cities. And a number of our, our people have graduated from uh, Karis Bible College. And, and so God is, is equipping the saints. We're, we're working together to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so this morning, we want to celebrate because we just finished up the second year of MTC, Ministry Training Center. Yay! And uh, so we want to we share about that. You know, you might think, well, wait a second. I wanted to hear Pastor John preach. I know. I understand. I understand. It's okay. I'll be back next week. Uh, I'll, well, yes, I'll be back. Yeah, will I be back? Yes, I'll be back next week. Okay, good. But it is good, it's good to hear what God's doing, casting vision and understanding the biblical standard, the biblical reason that we're doing the things that we're doing. We're training the saints. People who are going through MTC are going through for many different reasons. And you'll hear that today. You're going to hear some testimonies. You're going to hear some, some things. Some people are being trained to get ready to go into the next church plant. Some people are getting, are just experiencing the, the, what's happening with how does a church work? And, and now we've heard that testimony. I won't steal anybody's thunder, but, but just understanding how, the, 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 how a church actually functions. If all you ever do is come on Sunday morning, you see a fraction of what happens here. Amen? And so MTC is training up, and we are so blessed, so blessed to have a, a staff and a, and, a, and a faculty, you know, they're not paid, but they're a faculty of people who, who do the MTC and uh, they're just, they're, they're seasoned, uh, educated uh, ministers who have been doing it for years and years and years. I think, you know, the first year we talked about this, I said that if you add up all the numbers, all the, the years of service that people, the, the, the people who teach in, these, in this training, if you add them all up, we're over a thousand years of experience. All the ministers. I've been, I've been in the ministry over 30 years. My wife has been in the ministry over 30 years. Brad and Jean have been in, in the ministry for over, almost 30 years, or, or over 30 years. Pastor Dan and Claudia are, have been in the ministry for 50 years. When you start adding up all of those numbers, it's like there is, there is a, a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And we've forgotten some of the things that people need to learn, you know, but, but when you put us all together, you know, you, you, get to, you get an amazing education. So I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Brad and Jean this morning, and they're going to take it from here. They are the directors and, and administrators of the MTC. Give them a huge welcome this morning as they come. Good morning. Today's a good day, amen? It's a day the Lord has made, so we just purpose, we rejoice, and we're glad in it. God is moving, isn't he? You know, we always want to move forward, and that's a good thing about this work. It's always moving forward, amen? So again, this is, we're doing the MTC graduation this morning. So this is our second year of the Minister's Training Center, and the purpose is training and equipping men and women young and old, older, <laughs> in the word of God, to be effective leaders who with godly character and in the power of the Holy Spirit will transform nations for the glory of God. Equipping people, equipping men and women for the work of the ministry. And of course, uh, the vision is 24 churches by 2027, amen? And so, 
churches require leaders. And it's good having people trained up. Someone's going to start a church. It's good that when you launch that church off, we launched our church many, many years ago. And the more experience you have, the easier that launch is, rather than everyone trying to learn it and figure things out from the, from the beginning. It makes it easier and, and makes it a lot, a lot um, smoother going. So the goal of MTC was to lean more on the practical areas of ministry. A lot of people have been through Karis or one of the other, another two-year school. And what we wanted to do was cover what you may not get in a two-year Bible school, but spend more time being able to restruct. So we were more over on the practical side of things. Things that we found out when we had gone out and pastored and we had pastored all those years, that if we would have known some of those things, we wouldn't have shot ourselves in the foot so many times. And just knowing some of the different things you come up against and, and that you would encounter along the way. And so it was more spending more time not just instructing where there could be feedback and there could be a ex conversation exchange and questions could be answered rather than in a large setting. And so we had, five, we had five different tracks. We have a minister's track, a worship, children's ministry, audio, and then this year we added the visual ministry also, which was just very successful. So we're going to be honoring, we're going to be recognizing the teachers and honoring the students this morning. But first, Jason Justin is going to come up and he's going to give a testimony, a brief testimony. <laughs> So let's give him a hand. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Well, I was going to, for those that don't know me, I'm Jason. I was going to goof around with the microphone a little bit just to show how not to, how not to hold the microphone. But that was one of the first things that uh, John uh, showed us how to do. I, I just want to thank Brad and Jean for, uh, for this opportunity, for doing this. I know... Uh, my wife and I and son all went through different tracks, and it was just a really neat treat to be able to spend time together on Thursday evenings, and uh, we all just felt led to do it this year. So thank you guys for, for doing that. I want to thank all the instructors, too. I know there's spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of their time every Thursday evening for the whole year. This was starting in, did we start September? So uh, it was like a regular school year, so I just want to thank the instructors, too. Uh, and then I want to thank my instructor, John Mack. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> people don't look at him and think of an angel, but I... I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually do. I think he's a, a great man of God, and if you get to know him, I think you would, uh, would agree. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a wealth of knowledge. It was funny because Aaron, uh, Aaron and I, uh, my son-in-law and I were in the track together. And so I was really glad that Aaron came through it with me because I didn't want to be alone with John. And uh, <laughs> I love you, John. Love you. Uh, I, oh, I forgot to mention I didn't get my grad uh, graduation certificate yet. So I could still lose it. Uh, I could still lose it. Um, but I, uh, I, it was really nice to go through with uh, Aaron and... Uh, I really appreciate that. We had a uh, test for the audio track. It was you had to get 95 out of 100 on the test. So uh, I did pass. I am glad to say, but I still didn't get my certificate. Um, I really, I really feel like it was you. Know, anybody can be taught how to do a soundboard. 
Uh, but really I felt like John elevated us to become an audio engineer. And it was like, it was just really neat to fan that flame. It was always a desire in my heart. One of the first questions on the test was, in 10 words or less, describe why you want to take this course. And so my answer was uh, to share my love of good sound with others. Um, that, you know, that's probably one of the most important questions along with what's more important, attitude or ability, you know? And so I hope you guys know that the answer to that is, is attitude. God can do a lot with a good attitude. Um, and then uh, I also want to thank Andrew Nelson for, uh, there he is. Thanks, Nelson, uh, Andrew, for uh, coming to class the last month. It actually was really helpful for Andrew to be there because then it gave Aaron and I an opportunity to teach somebody else. So when we were taught, then it was like Andrew had all these questions. And it was like, when you start to teach somebody else, it's almost like that's the goal of the class, you know? Um, and uh, I think the, the last thing I want to share was the fact that, and, and Pastor John mentioned this too, is this, this body, RVFM, the, the ministry, the River Valley Fellowship and Ministries, is called to plant churches up and down the valley. Well, how do you do that practically? Well, you have to train the saints. And this is that training. You were training people in the different areas of their calling of what to do. And I just, I'm really thankful that, that you know, in my small um, area, I can, I can help with that. And so I just want to thank you for that opportunity. Thank you. Wasn't that encouraging? Yeah. What an amazing God we have. Amen. Well, the Bible talks about giving honor where honor is due. And so Pastor Brad mentioned this, and Pastor John mentioned this also, that there are people that we want to honor today. And how many know that you can't have an organization, can't have a school, can't have a training center unless you have people that can teach? Amen. And this year, again, we had an amazing group of instructors. And like I said, this training center would not, be a, would not have been possible unless they were willing to give of their time and to share their knowledge and experience with the students. And you heard Pastor um, John talk about how many years of experience, over a thousand, isn't that what it was, between all these instructors. And so what they gave to the students was invaluable. It's eternal, what they gave to them. And so I wanted to introduce the instructors to you. And so when I call your name, would you please stand and remain standing? And let's hold our applause until the end of the list. So Pastors John and Debbie Neitzel. Pastors John and Julie Moe. Pastor Jonah Fetzler. Pastor Vern Norton. Pastors John and Jen Logan. Brian Eager, Kathy DeMar, Karen Haynes, Shiloh Goodwin, Ethan Neitzel, Pastor Peter and Kayla Molnar, Jamie Blanchard, Grace Justin, John McCallum, Brad and Jean Lawrence. Thank you for all you've given. How many know that it's good to rehearse the victories in your life? Yes. 
I know for me, when I do that, it reminds me of how faithful that God is. And that he did, if he did it before, he'll do it again. Amen? And so um, today we're going to honor and celebrate with the students their completion of MTC. And this was a victory for them. Like um, Jason said, I mean, they were here every Thursday night. <laughs> and how we know after a while, you know, maybe you start out and you go, you know, this is good. And then after a while you're going, oh, I got to go again on Thursday night, right? But they were faithful. So each student will receive a certificate to indicate their completion of the RVFM Ministry Training Center in their respective track. And the certificate says that RVFM Ministry Training Center awards, and then their name, with the certificate of completion of the Ministry Training Center and then whatever track it was that they had completed, by completing these track classes has proved to show diligence and willingness to learn and grow in this area for greater use in the kingdom of God. Awarded this day, Sunday, May 21st, 2023. So I'm going to ask each track leader to come up and share about their group and their track, about their students, and then present the certificates to their students. So, Jamie Blanchard, worship track. Oh, yeah, thank you. Good morning. Praise God. Um, I'm going to call my people up, and they're going to stand with me while I talk. So um, hopefully I'll remember all of you. So Caleb, uh, Annalise, Annabelle. Yes, come here. Um, yes, you too. <laughs> Who else am I missing? Stephanie, she's here. Oh, man, that's too bad. I think I got you guys all. Sabina, that's the last one. There we go. Don't want to forget you. Uh, what's remarkable, uh, this is the worship track. So these are the people that um, took this course. And two of these people, this is their second year through it. So not only just faithfulness of showing every Thursday for two hours, but then they said, I want to do it again. So um, I will begin with telling you a little bit about the worship track, and I'm going to start with good news, my dad's here, because uh, my dad told me, jokingly one time, said, what's the big deal? Just get up there and sing a song. <laughs> to which I graciously took it as a joke. So um, we spent a year, and some of you two years, talking about what the big deal is. Turns out, it's kind of a big deal. It's a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the amazing thing is uh, Caleb said something to me. I hope I can share this. Um, <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> um, I said the same thing. I still say the same thing that you said. Uh, you, you learn how to do something for a few years, and it's ministry-related, and you come out learning so much, and you say, I have no idea how to do this. Because, number one, we talk about the same thing Jason shared. It's, we called it heart versus skill. And we learn it's all by the Spirit. And we have to practice listening to the Lord, not just talking about it, but then we're gonna actually practice it. We learned about leading and following, how different they are and how necessary it is that if you've agreed to stand up here with me and minister with me, then you have a piece of the pie. This isn't just you going, okay, I'm just gonna sing a song. Um, each one of us operating by the Spirit. And I appreciate the faithfulness that each of you showed up and you kept showing up. And 
even after a few months in, I'm going, really, you're all still coming back? <laughs> wow, okay. I am extremely proud to hand you these certificates. You have done a great thing. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. So first, Annabelle. Good job. Annalise. This one's for Stephanie. Noah. Sam. Caleb Cargill. <laughs> and Sabina. Well done. Thank you, Jamie. Children's Ministry, Shiloh Goodwin. Is Shiloh in here yet? Oh, there you are. All right, and Linda can come on up. And then Sue Belke was our other student, but she is off serving in Richmond right now with Pastor Karen. Uh, so the children's track, we had it easy. We only met once a month, which was very nice compared to every single Thursday. Uh, but we poured a lot into uh, those, those once a month teachings um, and, and really um, kind of got these, these guys ready to go be children's pastors, go be children's pastors in a different church or even better understand how to help in the current church that they're at. Uh, Linda serves here in the children's ministry with our pre-K, so um, she's been helping me. And then Sue is helping Pastor Karen over in uh, New Richmond. So these are, these are some seasoned ministers um, and we just got to pour more into them and, and get them more trained. Uh, it was great to have them. Obviously there, there's um, an, an age difference where I've only been doing this for three years but yet they, they listened and they understood and they followed through on the technology teaching. That was the, the graduation piece. Um, but it was really good. It was, uh, we, we fellowshiped together, we got to share conversations and uh, just grow together as, as a group. So, uh, Linda, here you go. And then Sue, this is, this is for you. I'll get it to Pastor Karen. And I have to share this about Linda. This is her second track that she's gone through. She did minister's track last, last year. So, way to go, Linda. <laughs> All right, next is Ethan Nietzel with our video track, which is our new track this year. That's my child throwing things over there, if, you're, if you hear the banging. Uh, good morning. Um, my Mary, Sam, and Joe, there you are. You guys can all come forward. Is Sam here? Oh, where is he? Oh, he's helping in the back. Well, we already put him to work. <laughs> and they haven't even received their certificates yet. Um, I, I don't want to understate what these, these guys went through this year. How many of you uh, went to college? How many of you took a night course? Yeah. So that's basically what these guys did. They went back to college and, or started college early. <laughs> Took a night course once a week, every week for almost two and a half hours. Okay, and a lot of times we went late. So I didn't always let them go on time. And they were faithful and were always there, always eager to learn. And it was, 
really, really awesome to start the year with this group. Um, they came in to the class not knowing the difference between shutter speed and aperture and left creating a promote two promotional videos for the church in New Richmond that are going to be featured on the website. So that just shows you the amount of growth that this group went through in the nine months that they were a part of the class. And I'm, I'm extremely impressed and proud to say that they passed. And um, congratulations, you guys. Mary? Oh, and I should say, Amanda Moe was also a part of the class, but she's also serving in New Richmond and wasn't able to be here today. So, Amanda, this is for you, and we'll get it to you soon. <laughs> Sam? And Joe. Congratulations, you guys. Well done. See, that's our job. We train them up and send them out. <laughs> okay, so the next track is Minister's Track, and my husband Brad was the track leader over that one. So, everyone want to come up? Renee, Nathaniel, Isaac, and Richard. You know, one of the things I said earlier that in the Minister's Track and, and with all of them, one of the things that Gene and I have seen through the years was so many ministers wanting to get out. And the, the percentage of ministers that were just wanted out, burnt out, and just not, you know, it just, you know, ministry is, is very rewarding because you see people's lives being changed. You see the fruit of, of the word of God in people's lives. But also it, it can, is very high, is very, can be very stressful. And so when we, you know, when we saw that, you know, just seen it in our own lives. We wanted to, you know, how, our whole thing was how can we make it easier? And we met with Pastor John for, when we started, we started it, we brought it to Pastor John in July of 21, and we started September of 21. And so when we first brought the, the you know, the vision, the vision, you know, we met in those two months with, with Pastor John many times, and then the, the uh, instructors that we were looking at, and just kind of tweaking this out. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, we'll probably start this next year or maybe in January. And they start saying, you know, no, we'll, we'll go in September. I thought, okay, so we're going to hook up and we're going to go in September. And we were just amazed. When, when God's in something, it works, amen? And, and it's successful. And so, but we... We wanted to. We wanted to see. I, we so many times I shot myself in the foot and I didn't have to, in ministry. And I thought if I would have known some of these things ahead of time, it would have been a whole lot easier, and I could have been you know more successful in some areas. And so we taught. This is where we had a lot of instructors, and and they were amazing. I mean, I, you know, I went to Raymond. I was under some really good instructors, and I sat through the classes last year and then most of the classes last year and, and Gene and I mo most of the classes this year and I thought these are just top quality instructors and they're given just the going through it the second year I 
in all the class. I learned more things through that. So it was good. But we started it out with a five-fold ministry. What the Pastor John and read that scripture. What are they and how do they fit into the New Testament church? So if you were going to pastor a church or be a leader in a church, how would it fit? We had courses on leadership, character development, um, board, putting a board together, um, finances, church administration, dealing with difficult people, pastoral type counseling. We had two different, um, John Logan and, and Kathy DeMar give two different sides. We had a banker come in, talk about the bank church relationship, helps ministries. We introduced missions this year. Brian Eager uh, taught that. Pastor worship, re leader relationship. Just to name a few. <laughs> and so there's a lot of things that were covered there. But we had four students, and they were amazing. And even I would leave about 8.30, and they'd still be back there with the instructor exchanging and, and talking and, and asking questions. So, Renee, here's, here's yours. Richard. Isaac. And Nathaniel. Yeah, one of the things we always said with the ministers, we're going to teach them what not to do. <laughs> the things that we found out, don't do it this way. All right, and last but not least, John McCallum. Audio. All right, first, I get the victims of the audio class up here. <laughs> One, two. Andrew, you know I escape. Get up here. You know, being an instructor is a lot like being a, uh, a coach of a sports team. You're there to train and instruct. Now, back in high school, I was fortunate to watch and observe firsthand two hockey coaches try to figure out how to do the impossible, beat the unbeatable Soviet Olympic hockey team. Were they successful? Both came home with Olympic gold medals for their coaching abilities. It's known as the miracle on ice, but it didn't happen overnight. And it boiled down to four basic parts. One, study the problem. Two, plan the solution. Three, recruit the right personnel for the team. And four, train the team to, to execute the solution and show them that they have greater abilities than they believe they had. And th these are items I've tried to utilize right up to this day and for this course. So study the problem. To have the word of God heard clearly, be it 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, or 10,000 people. How to properly equip 24 churches in the River Valley with the equipment and the personnel. Some would say that impossible. Absolutely not. So plan the solution. First, have the proper equipment. Now, to put this into context, right here 
at, at Lake Elmo. We have, well, effective today, three soundboards, 192 channels, 1,935 individual connection points, and approximately 36,000 feet of wire. Plus, training the audio team to operate the equipment and troubleshoot the problems when they occur, and they will occur. And I can assure you, the enemy loves playing with audio and creating problems. Because all it takes is one item in the entire system to malfunction and create a problem. Now, recruiting the team. First, I'll make no secret, um, I would love to have people in their teens and their 20s, but if you've got a desire for audio, come on along and we'll, I'll be happy to teach you. And also, audio is not a guy thing. <laughs> Some of the best audio engineers in the world are women. I've heard them work, they're incredible. Now, part of recruiting is looking for the right personnel. Andrew, come here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew decided to join us the last month of the course. He wanted to see what it was about, and I've got no problem for it. And then when I hand out the post test, the one where you've got out of 100 questions, you've got to have 95 right, he wanted to take it. Hey, I appreciate that. But then he laid into me and I agreed to it, which was if he passed the, the, the post-test, got more than a 95 or more right, that he would be able to graduate. I did. Andrew, no. <laughs> but you're not walking away empty-handed because I'd like for you to read this to everybody. Would you please? To Andrew Nelson, you are strongly encouraged to... <laughs> oh, I thought you were laughing. <laughs> you are strongly encouraged to enroll in the RVFM Ministry Training Center audio course for the 2023-2024 school year. To cover the enrollment costs of the MTC audio course, you are hereby granted a full scholarship for the entire cost of enrollment. You are already proving and living out the following in regards to the RVFM audio ministry. This is the house of the Lord. There are no mistakes or accidents, for you're here by God's appointment. Congratulations and blessings. John Mack, RVFM audio slash visual coordinator, RVFM MTC audio course instructor. And then the last part is training the team. Uh, this course is highly demanding and it's highly technical. And I demand excellence because I believe God deserves 100% of our skills, abilities, and efforts all the time. And this year's graduates have shown their effort, excellence, and skill that was demanded of them. So this year's graduates of the MTC audio course are Aaron Daniels. Yeah. 
Jason Justin. So besides my expected student next year, that is not a subtle hint. Um, one of the, uh, there's two basic goals I'm looking at in the future. One is to have the uh, MTC audio course available both on a thumb drive, and that's very close to be being coming uh, finalized and complete. And to also have the course available online as a video. So, uh, Ethan, Peter, ball's in your court. <laughs> so, because right now I'm ready to go. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. So we say congratulations, students. You did good. And so, as you heard John Mack talk about... Um, the fact that we are planning on having MTC again next year. Applications right now are available at the information table. Applications look like this. And you're going to fill it out. Um, it does require your pastor's name and signature. Um, we look at that as a recommendation coming from your pastor. Um, and then what you're going to do, and I always like to make this clear, that you're going to choose one track to follow the whole year. So you would indicate on the form which track that you want to follow for the year. The total cost of the tuition is only $100 for the year, and you'd complete this application form along with the $50 deposit by Sunday, August 27th. Lastly, we invite you to join us for a reception in honor of the students. There are cupcakes and a beverage back there in the foyer after service. Thank you. Pastor John. Amen. Well, let's give everybody one more real big round of applause. Amen. Amen. So it's exciting because God is putting this together. God's been, again, been working step by step, leading us. So we, we started this vision in, in 20, uh, 2017, so 2017, and uh, with the idea of, of uh, by the end of 2027, we would have 24, a network of 24 churches. But we realized, even in the beginning stage, it's not just about starting churches. You have to train up a, an infrastructure of people to be able to do the work of the ministry. And so this is so valuable. This is, this is key to who we are, what we're doing. We have that relationship with, with uh, Karis Bible College, but there's also many, like Pastor Brad said, many other graduates. We have graduates from Rama Bible uh, Training Center. We have graduates from uh, Christ for the Nations Institute. We have graduates from, from uh, uh, the little one in, in, in Tulsa. ORU, yeah, the little one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Oral, <laughs> Oral Roberts University and other Bible schools. So it's, God is, is bringing together an amazing team of people, but, we have, but people need to be trained. And that's what this process is. And so I just want to say thank you again. 
to both of you. Just above and beyond. Amazing uh, uh, what you, you've been doing over the last two years, but what God's doing through you. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, for the announcement part of this, of today. So, like I said, it was, today's kind of a utility day. We're getting a lot of things done. But one of the things that is, is very exciting to me is growth. But with growth comes change. Things change. They're going to change. The only thing constant is change. Uh, there will always be things shifting and moving, and you have to keep adapting to however how things are happening. One of the things that we've seen over the last uh, two years plus is growth within the church. Um, the, this church has grown by over 40%. In, in the last three years. And it's just a, a wonderful, exciting, I'm so glad to have uh, people coming and, and getting and hearing the word of God, being trained up, having the opportunity to be trained. But what that does is it creates change. Things change. And so we have to continue to adapt to each of these changes and growths. One of the really, I mean, here's, this, is, this is truly one of my, my most exciting, excited, exciting, ex well, you'll know what I mean in a second. The thing, I'm, the thing I'm most excited about is the area of growth in our young adults. I mean, we have a young adult uh, ministry, a young adult group here that has been growing uh, considerably over the last three years and just seeing a need to be able to minister to them as effectively as possible and, and to, to meet the needs of that age. Because we know the, na the, the, uh, the needs of a, of a 19 to 30 year old is different than from a 14 or 12 year old to an 18 year old. Things, you know, you have different topics, different situations you're dealing with. And so, praise God, for the last couple of years, we've had the young adults and the youth together, but we've noticed and we've decided that we really need to look at how do we more effectively minister to that age group, and so things have to change. We're going to begin to shift. And what we're going to do, effective June 1st, is that a couple of people are going to be shifting within their roles. The first is Pastor Peter. Pastor Peter has been the youth pastor now for how many years? Several. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Seven? Like eight. Eight years he's been the youth pastor. He's been doing a phenomenal job. Give him a big round of applause. Absolutely phenomenal. And so with that, and just looking at what God is doing in his life and within the life of the church, in, uh, as of June 1st, he's going to become the young adults pastor of the church here in, at River Valley. So I'm going to have him come up in a moment and just share a little bit about that, share his vision for that. But then what that does is it leaves a void within the youth group. And we're not going to leave the youth group without, le without leadership and guidance. Because if you don't have leadership and guidance with a youth group, it gets out of hand real quick. It just says... And so Pastor Shiloh, who's been our children's pastor for the past couple of years, is going to become the youth pastor uh, within our church. And he's going to come up and share uh, his heart and his vision uh, about moving forward. And then what he's also going to be doing, he's been part-time now during this time. He's going to become full-time with the church. He's going to start June 1st as full-time uh, with the youth, but he's also going to oversee the children and coordinate and lead all of that, and he'll explain more of that as we move along. So, Pastor Peter, can I turn it over to you? Give him a big warm welcome. Well, 
Good morning. So, Pastor John asked me just to share a little bit about uh, my heart and uh, vision behind basically everything that just he just shared. Um, so, I told my wife yesterday that, or she, you know, you know how your wife sees you like walking around and like you're deep thoughts and you're like kind of collecting your thoughts and and she was saying that, or she was like, "What are you doing?" It's like. Well, I'm supposed to prepare for tomorrow to share something, like a little vision. And then uh, I was talking with her, and, and, and basically we both agreed I, I do much better if I don't prepare. If I just kind of, <laughs> if I just uh, kind of wing it in a sense. Uh, like it comes out better if it comes from my heart. So that's what, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, so I started at this church about eight years ago, and I remember that the, one of the very first things, I never actually said this, to anyone on church leadership, uh, but the very first thing that I noticed that I saw a lack, a generational gap uh, in the young adults, meaning, and that's not a slam on anyone on church leadership, we're just not, you know, a college campus church, you know, or, or what I saw really is, is uh, all the generations are really well represented, except when teenagers graduate, they go out to college, and I, I, we didn't really have much of a young adults. Um, and that's just, that's just how it's, it's been for years. And about a couple of years ago, I would say, when the church and youth group really started to grow, what we also started to realize is that there's lots of young adults who now start to stick around or, or they, they live in the area or work in the area, and, and it's that population or church started to grow. And I noticed this, you know, not that I want to start preaching, but, you know, when you see change happening, uh, I noticed in history that people who react fastest to the change are the most successful or, or, or they're the least successful as, as how, however, how quick you are to react to some sort of a change. I could tell examples with business, you know, people when they see an opportunity, like a market shifting and they jump on it, they become successful. Um, and similarly, I realized, wait a second, I just feel like something is changing, and if we don't change things up, uh, then, it's, then we're going to lose this opportunity. And what we did about two years ago uh, is, is what, what we realized with, with the young adults, with the young adult body that started to develop, is if we don't cater to them, if we don't minister to them, uh, we're going to lose them. And telling them that, hey, you're, you're out of youth group now, you know, you're 18, 19 years old, go join an adult class. Uh, I noticed that there was a misconnect there. It's just, you know, not that, you know, they're not adults, but it, there was just a misconnect, and that, I didn't feel like that was the right thing to cater them. So what we did about two years ago was we changed youth group a little bit, quite a bit. Uh, we started a different model, and we called it Youth and Young Adult Ministry. So those young adults who were around, we provided them something with youth group together. Um, that's kind of how it's been for the last two years, with some guidelines and some rules and, and all these details that I'm not going to share right now, because it's all irrelevant now that it's changing again. Okay, so then... Um, now we're to the point, what we realized is now we actually have a good growing young adult body and, and they're ready for more and there's a change needed. And not just that, what we also realized is that 
really, they need to be really catered to and ministered to and sold into their lives differently than the youth uh, on a different level. And that would be beneficial for youth on a different level and for young adults on a different level. I mean, if you look at these young adults in our church, I mean, you know, young adult, being a young adult is what I would define as basically between 19 to 30 years old. It's this season in life where, you know, you may have a, you may be seriously dating someone or you're just looking for your future spouse, uh, you're kicked out of your parents' house, that's for sure, and then, and you're trying to figure out life, like what am I gonna, where am I gonna live? Where am I gonna work? Who am I gonna marry? Not that youth don't think about those things, but when you're young at all, it's kinda, it's like reality because you are kicked out of your parents' house, it's like you gotta figure it out. So it's, it's a really unique season in, in life and and I also, as I was just praying about this, what I realized, you know that most of the problems that we have in our society today come from uh, the fact that we don't have strong families. Well, I was like, well, how, where do strong families come from? Well, they come from strong individuals, strong believers, then two strong believers hopefully get married, and then they create a strong family, and strong families create you know, faithful, good, uh, deeply rooted children, and that's what moves our society in the right direction. So to me, it's just really, ministering to young adults has just been really, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot uh, in this last two years, basically. And, and now, we, I think we have the opportunity um, that actually to start uh, a specific young adult ministry, which the way that's gonna look is it's, it's gonna be on a weekly night, probably Monday night every, every week. And then on Wednesday nights, um, we are gonna do a Wednesday night adult class or young adult class, what I would call, it's a young adult class, but it's open to any adults. It's just usually topics that our young adults are interested in that will be open to everyone. So that's different from Monday night. Uh, and then youth group separately will be you know, meeting in here how how it's supposed to. Anything else that I missed? Uh, Shiloh, do you want to share something? So sh First, except, okay, I, I wasn't sure if I could make this announcement, but apparently I can. Um, so also what we will be doing that's going to be different on Wednesday nights, at the first Wednesday night of every month, um, we're going to have an old church worship night. So... All, you know, the other adult classes that meet here, they take a, a break or pause on a first Wednesday night, and it's adult, youth, young adult, uh, all night, um, well, not all night, old church. <laughs> it, may, it may be all night, depending on how it goes, uh, but old church worship night in here on the first of every Wednesday night. So, here we go. So similar to Peter, uh, yesterday we were at Dunn and I was prepping for what to say, uh, but unlike Peter, uh, if, if I wing it, uh, given my last three years in the children's ministry, I'll end up doing a skit of some kind and uh, shooting blood onto the ceiling to signify something. So it's better if I just go by the notes. But one thing I do want to echo uh, what Pastor John said is how phenomenal of a job Peter's done. Uh, he started when I just graduated high school, and 
So I've been able to kind of go along as, as a youth volunteer. I've been, been able to just work as not a leader, but uh, just a helper, a, a young adult helper. Um, and to see the youth group grow from what it was when I was there to now 40 plus kids on any given night, it's unreal to see. So uh, it's big, big shoes to follow, but you know, I've, I've got him as an example, and thankfully he doesn't work too far away from me to where I could just ask him if I have questions. So I want to share um, kind of what our, our, our vision is for the youth, the children, and the family ministry, because I believe that those three kind of work together in tandem. Um, and then uh, what we believe as well with that. So at RVCC, we believe that age is not a limit for God to operate through a person. Our mission is to equip, equip all the saints for the work of the ministry from the youngest to the oldest. We teach our youth and our children the spiritual significance of their choices, their words, their actions, and how it affects their ability to stand against the attacks of the enemy. Receive God's best and walk in the fullness of his promises of their lives. We believe that it is God's desire to raise up a generation filled with the Holy Spirit to manifest his glory and power to the world. It is our goal not just to offer opportunity where they can learn and grow in the truths of God's word, but also provide an environment where they get uh, to step out in their faith and practice ministering to one another from a very young age. And that goes from the nursery, the pre-K, the beginners, the elementary, youth, even into family and young adult. Uh, where we are giving an opportunity for people to exercise what they are learning, what, they are, what they've been learning through the past po possibly 20, 25, 30 years of their life. Uh, we strive to connect people to God by cultivating a heart-transforming personal uh, faith in Jesus Christ through biblically sound teaching and a relational, relational discipleship. The mission is to see children and youth come to know Christ and be biblically discipled to consistently grow in Christ and develop a biblical worldview and serve him. So that's kind of the what we believe. That's, that's if I were to write down in general on a website what youth, children, family is all about, that's what would be there. But there's individual visions that kind of go along with each ministry and they all kind of share the same vision but there's branches of that that I wanna share with you guys. Um, so first, the children's ministry. The children is, you know, when, when I first graduated college, I didn't necessarily expect to be the children's minister, and that's just the way that things went. And, you know, I was hesitant at first, but there, there's been a lot of growth, and I've come to enjoy it so much, and it's, it's going to be a big change. But, you know, when I was talking to the kids on Wednesday night, I told them, I said, we have an announcement coming up, so you're going to be in here. And uh, Louisa Jensen goes, are you leaving the church? So I'm like, well, that's good that she's like kind of offended that I might possibly be leaving. But no, Louisa, I'm not, I'm not leaving. You're good. So the children have been awesome. I've grown just as much as they have. But our vision for children's ministry is to facilitate and foster a positive environment to nourish children in their relationship with the Lord. Experience him on a level that is real to them and uh, to train them for the work of the ministry. And a verse that we kind of build that off of is Isaiah 54, 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So we're trying to build a children's ministry that nourishes. You know, uh, Linda from uh, MTC would have learned about this, but we don't want to just be in a children's ministry that just 
you know, we do the puppet skits, we, we let them play and we give them a snack and that's it. But we want to be able to nourish. We want to be able to feed them in a way that it makes them grow so that when they get to the next level, they'll start off better than some other people who don't have that background. You know, I've been, I've been to quite a few churches and just gotten to see how they operate and I, I can confidently say that this church teaches different than any other church on all three levels. So that's the vision for the children's ministry. Youth ministry. Uh, our vision is for our youth to know God, to empower the next generation, to find and follow the calling that God has given each of them, to teach them in the, in the knowledge and understanding of the gifts that they have in the Lord, and equip them to be the leaders in this community. Um, in a verse, well, the verse is, is 1 Timothy 4, verses 11 through 16. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set, set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that you have, which, which has been given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So the youth are an integral part of this church. You know, they volunteer in the children's ministry. They volunteer in sound and audio. They volunteer greeting people. They, they, they have a heart to serve. So getting them equipped to do that, where they just graduate children's ministry with the base knowledge of what they've been taught for the last 12, 13 years of their life. And now we grow from that. It's not just, it's, it's not restarting, it's building off of what they've been learning already. You know, they, they are spiritually sound, they, they hear the word, they know the word, they know his voice, and, and just getting them now to the action part of it, getting them to do that. So I'm very excited to start in youth. You know, that's kind of where I thought I would be from the very beginning. I, I was, when I, before I graduated, I was applying to a bunch of different churches to become the youth pastor. So I'm very excited to start that journey in life and hopefully you guys are ready as well. <laughs> All right, and family ministry. Um, just like Peter said, uh, to, to change society, to, to change things moving forward, it has to be with, built with strong families. And you know, you can start off with a strong family, or you can you can kind of mend and repair some cracks that are in the foundation. And that's that's what we would like to do is is help build strong foundations and continue to push forward. So our vision is to help develop faith families in the congregation, enrich Christ-like relationships in the family, and prepare and support believers who minister to others through their family by teaching and modeling biblical family patterns at home and at church, strengthening godly relationships among members of the physical and spiritual family, and training parents, to, uh, training parents for spiritual leadership and disciple-making. And, and the verse, it's, it's out of the common English Bible because it's the only one that mentions family. Every other one talks about brothers and brethren. Uh, but look at, how, uh, look at how good and pleasing it is when families live together as one, Psalms 133, verse 1. So that is still in the works. The family ministry is being figured out, trying, I, 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 not launching it just figure it out as we go. We're trying to be intentional with it, but hopefully next year 
Uh, in the fall, we're hoping to start running classes, uh, whether it's a marriage class, whether it is a financial class, or whether it is a parenting class. We are looking to start those and getting uh, that train moving forward. All right, I just have a couple more announcements. If you're a high school graduate graduating this year, would you be able to stand up? I did not give you a he heads up about this. Two of them, three, okay. Anyone else? If I tell you, if I tell you I'll give you a gift card, or are you a high school graduate here who hasn't? No. You guys, come on up here. I know I, I didn't give you a heads up, so come on up here real quick. So we want to, like I said, I didn't tell you guys this, but we want to acknowledge you guys for your great accomplishments. So each of you get a Dumb Brothers gift card. Here you go. Drink lots of, four of you, see? Here you go. I have one for you as well. Hang on, stay up here. Don't go anywhere. Anybody else? I got more gift cards. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you, if you're a college graduate, if you're graduating from college, Jared, you can stand up, that's fine. I know you just graduated from Cares. Anyone else is a college? Come on up here, Jared. We're gonna pray for these guys real quick, if that's okay. Uh, why don't you guys reach out your hands and just pray with me here. Father God, we just thank you for these young people as they transition uh, from either from high school or from college. Uh, Lord, uh, whatever, thank you, Lord, that your word says that your plans are good that you have for them. Lord, we just speak that into their lives, that wherever they go, they listen to your voice first. And the voice of another, they will not follow. Thank you, Lord, that you have a perfect plan uh, for their lives, and we call that perfect plan into existence. Thank you, Lord, that they hear your voice and they follow that perfect plan. We speak against the plan of the enemy, whatever roadblocks he's trying to throw into their way. Lord, thank you, Lord, that it will not be effective, Lord. Um, and Father, we just thank you as they, especially these high schoolers, as they go out and they move on to college or, or jobs or wherever they go. Lord, your word says that uh, bad company corrupts good character. Uh, so we know that good company produces good fruit. So we call in good friends, especially if they are heading to college. We call in the right people, the godly people to surround them with. Um, we call in the godly connections and, um, and godly mentors into their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, so we're going to wrap up the service right after my half an hour long offering message here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I was asked to um, do the offering message, and I will keep it really short because we're out of time. But just one scripture here for you from Luke uh, 16, Luke chapter 16. Uh, 
verse 10 says, one who is faithful in the very little is also faithful in much. Jesus said these words. And the one who is dishonest in the very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No, serve, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. I spoke a sermon last um, Sunday, and I didn't get to this verse, but this is, I, I hinted at this point that to me, offering uh, in its most basic and simplified form is just trusting God. And it's a practical, it's, it's putting, you know, the rubber meets the road, where you can say, I trust God all day long, but when it comes to money, it's really, the Bible says, that is the least of all the things that you can trust God with. And so interesting in our lives that money has this nature that even Jesus calls, compares it to God himself, right? That you can either serve God or money. And I was meditating on it and I'm like, why, why is that? And you know what I, the th- answer was that I came up with is that money gives you a sense of security, right? A sense of trust. You know, if I have a lot of money in my bank account, I can rest assured, like, money takes care of me. It puts clothes on me. It puts food, uh, mon- uh, food in my tum- uh, stomach. You know, it does all those things for me. But you got to realize you either serve money or God. You either trust the money or trust God. So really, to me, offering in its simplest form is that you just trust God. It's an opportunity to practice trusting God. We don't, if you're part of this church, we don't require you to give a certain amount. We don't check uh, your bank account. It's, it's between you and God. It's really an opportunity for you to trust God today. Amen? Father God, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, thank you for all the MTC graduates, all the high school graduates, the college graduates. Lord, you are so good. Thank you, Lord, that your word says we should always maintain a teachable spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your word and your Holy Spirit who teaches us, who guides us to all truth. And Father, we speak a blessing over our day. We speak a blessing over the offering and all of our finances. That We thank you, Lord, that we get to trust you. We get to live in this great country. Lord, we get to um, live in freedom and in, and in wealth. And, and, and your word says that whatever we put our hands to, uh, we prosper because of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.